you thankful tonight to know that the one you need to touch you amen it's none other but Jesus Christ himself we believe in this one and only but we believe by his touch it doesn't matter where I'm at and how long it's took me to battle with it and how many other physicians I've been in the presence of and gave all I had but when I made my way unto the one called Jesus Christ in that moment I knew and he did too God knows when he touches you he knows if you recognize when he has touched you I'm glad I'm in a place tonight hallelujah that I can be touched I'm glad I'm in a place tonight that my dilemmas can be turned around I'm glad I'm in a place tonight hallelujah my soul can be saved I'm glad I'm in a place at night that my body can be healed. I'm glad I'm in a place at night that my mind can be touched. I can go deeper than that. I'm glad I'm in a place at night that my spirit can be touched and moved about and strengthened and made all recovered in the house of God tonight. Not just any gathering. It's not just anybody. But we gathered, amen, on purpose. And God's coming on purpose. And God's going to do some things on purpose. Bendale, Mississippi. Because God's in revival. I'm going to get in revival with him. God's in revival. God had changed his mind over 2,000 years of the Acts. Amen. He's still the same God. Do some mighty and some awesome things in this house tonight. Because we have gathered here for no other reason. There's only one we come here to worship tonight. There's only one name. One that we lift our voices and bow our knees to. Make confession to. And I believe with all my heart tonight. He's going to walk in this house. And he's going to speak to us. Got your Bibles. If you would turn with us. Galatians 2 and 21. One verse, and you hear him. Thank you for the music, the singing, Brother Barry, and the service. It's good to have our guests, Brother Martin's sister, and the Chalmette, and those from there. God bless them. Really appreciate them. Brother Martin reached out to me, Amen, back during the COVID time. Hallelujah. He sent me a long text encouraging me and uplifting me and things of that nature in the church. Hallelujah. And I thank God for it. Responded back to him. Uh, I wouldn't say that we're close, but yet he knew at the time that I was in need and he reached out and I thank God for it. Amen. Think about them. Pray for them. Pray God would give them revival and his will to be done in their lives and in all the churches. Man, all the pastors, it doesn't matter what organization they belong to. Amen. If they believe this gospel and one God message, hallelujah, and separation, living for God. and They ain't got to be qualified by me. God's a qualifier, not me. I pray for them all. <laughs> Amen. But it is good to see each one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. I will go ahead and read and let you be seated. I realize it's Wednesday night. And I understand that. Galatians 2 and 21. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Lord, you know our hearts tonight. You know the reason that we've gathered here tonight. And you know the hunger of our souls and the hunger of our spirit. For your touch and for your will to be perfected in this house tonight. In all of us, from the preacher unto the very last one, amen, in this place tonight. 
I pray that you'd anoint us and loose us and help us speak like we've never spoke before. Help us walk in the grace and the mercy of the Lord. Help us walk in the spirit and the anointing of the Lord. And that anointing would settle down upon this congregation and upon every soul and heart and life. And by your grace, God, there would be a power that would be displayed in this place tonight. Hallelujah, that we'd know by the time we'd leave this house tonight that we have been in your presence. For there is no other place I'd rather be than in your presence where I can be ministered to and touched by your hand, by your spirit, and by your word. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you. You may be seated. Let me say again, so good to see each and every one of you in the house of the Lord tonight. It is good to see you. We do appreciate you. Amen. If you've been out a few services, it's good to see Brother John, Sister Keisha been going vacation. It's good to see them back with us tonight. It's good to see Brother and Sister Ford and others. Amen. My son-in-law, different ones. It's good to see everybody. In the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. To come worship him. Magnify him. I realize. I understand. My, my, I don't have no glorified flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. So I know how it is. The weariness of the flesh and the mind and the spirit sometimes. And for you to continue to come on Wednesday nights. Amen. I'm so faithful to come and to listen. To, to be a part of this. I thank you. Amen. From the depths of heart. I'm glad we don't try to survive from Sunday to Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Even Israel got in trouble after just three days. Hallelujah. You think we're in trouble now, boy, if we waited to Sunday to Sunday. Woo, they ain't no telling what kind of mess your pastor would be in. But thank God we don't wait from Sunday to Sunday. Hallelujah. And thank God for Holy Ghost Radio and things like that. We can tap into other services and other times. Amen. Anybody listen to any Little Rock camp meeting? Oh, yes, I did too. Man, I tell you what, I picked up quick on the theme there. Everybody's in a battle. Big churches is in battle too, folks. Hallelujah. They have got struggles and heartaches and disappointment. But you know what? God's working for them. Hallelujah. But he's working for small churches. Hallelujah. I don't know what you consider us. Some don't consider us a small. I had somebody in the neighborhood just a few days ago. Amen. Talking about us. Talking about COVID and things of that nature. And he said, man, he said, you don't have enough room to do all that dissonant stuff. No, sir, we sure don't. Hallelujah, but we just depend on God. Amen. He, he can dissonate. it. Amen. He can dissonate. it. Amen. Send it to New Mexico or send it to China or send it wherever. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad I know one. Amen. Can draw the lines. And I don't say that arrogantly. I don't say that as a smart aleck. I just know it to read your book if you don't believe that. If you believe this book and believe the God of this book, I tell you for Israel, he draw the line. They can tell the difference. Hallelujah. God was on their side. Not that we ain't better than anybody. I'm not better than nobody. It's not that I've done anything. Even Paul, the first miracle, he said it's not by our righteousness. Hallelujah. But faith and faith alone and none other but Jesus Christ and in the name of Jesus. That this man is made whole and walking before you and overcome his dilemma. It's nothing but the divine working of Jesus Christ. Now true that, true that is for you and I tonight. We're walking and surviving. Being made overcomers. Amen. I listened Brother Journey preached that funeral Monday. He made a statement in that funeral. It falls right into the topic that we've been talking about last week and tonight. About grace. He said in every 14 seconds that somebody passes from this life. Every 7 seconds somebody's born. But every 14 seconds somebody passes from this life. He said you can just figure the last hour we've been in here how much grace has been given to us. Amen. Bypassed all of us. Amen. And how many has just been chosen. And taken out of this place. I thank God for his grace. 
Sometimes I have a feeling that maybe we as apostolics and Pentecostals, how you want to label us, you know, hallelujah, I don't know, you know. Thank God we just believe in apostolic doctrine. Thank God we believe in a Pentecostal experience. Thank God we believe in more than just religion. Jews had a religion. In fact, this writer right here in this particular scripture, and I've taken it out of, he mentioned it a couple of times in this particular letter to the Galatians, the Jews' religion. I'm glad we got more than religion. We got something that transformed us, but didn't only, didn't only get something that would transform us, but we got something, amen, experience something, amen, that can keep us, that'll comfort us, that'll help us. And if we'll just humble and yield ourselves unto it, amen, the way the Lord, and I pray, and I help, I pray by the help of God here tonight, that I can deliver this word in the manner, the way, hallelujah, that God wants us to. I'm still focused on, amen, one of the greatest gifts, and one of the greatest things that you and I can do as the, the church of Bendale, Mississippi, amen, is to display and demonstrate the grace of God and the grace has been bestowed upon us but more importantly as you watch the lesson here tonight and watch the scriptures as they unfold amen the power of that grace and as we we, we uh, receive that grace and then how much because a lot of times according to the grace we received is the same grace that we ought to demonstrate hallelujah and, and, and demonstrate and declare unto others hallelujah for their lives and for their dilemmas and for their situations and so by the help of the Lord here tonight this is the topic that we're talking about. Paul himself, you know his background. You know where he come from. Saul, amen, turned around. God called him. Jesus struck him down on the road to the road of Damascus. He had persecuted the church. Hallelujah. He had dragged most men and women to prison. He called them to blaspheme against God. Amen. I'm talking about, I mean, I mean, but he, he caused havoc in the church. Hallelujah. And he caused them trouble and shame. He caused all the apostles and disciples afraid of him. Hallelujah. If it had been a Barnabas, if it had been an Adam, nice and amen people that could hear the voice of God and God persuade them and tell them hey he's a special vessel I called him hallelujah he's going to be going to suffer some things hallelujah he's going to be mightily used but he's going to suffer he's going to have to deal with some things he's going to have to deal even with my grace and I talked about that the latter part last Wednesday night hallelujah about the sure grace of God to help us amen when messengers see it to keep us and get buffed up hallelujah some things God don't take off of us because if he does amen we'll get full of pride and arrogance we become lost. Amen. God, no. Don't you take nothing out of me. Amen. That'll cause me to be lost. If it's something amen there that'll keep me, amen, where I need to be at a vessel that you can, amen, use me, God, then let it be. He knows me better than I know myself. He knows me uprise, my downfalls. He knows my weakness, my strong points. He knows. So as you look back at this and we go back to the beginning of Galatians itself, the writings there, Man, we understand that how that, that he begins to talk about, he says, how that he marveled that they were so soon removed from him that had called, called you unto what? Unto the grace of Christ, unto another gospel. Amen. If you've ever really experienced the grace of Christ, there's nothing more beautiful, there's nothing more powerful. The grace is the unfavored mercy of God. It's not something that we've earned. It's not something that we can gain our own powers, our works, and our abilities. Not even keeping of the law. Amen. But it's grace. The grace that was brought by none other but Jesus Christ himself. Grace and truth. Amen. It's through this same man called Jesus Christ at the wall. Amen. The petitions were tore down. That you and I that was considered heathens, that was considered dogs, considered, amen, a part of that group that had no hope, that had no promises, that had no God or no access. 
success. Hallelujah. And the weaker would come if we followed the Jews, the strangers. Hallelujah. We had to do that. But I'm telling you, outside, amen, to work, we received Jesus Christ and he brought us grace. Hallelujah. I'd be lost and undone. How many can witness in this house tonight if it had not been for his grace that's worked upon us, not just, amen, receiving the Holy Ghost, but how often throughout the journey since that moment and that time when we face pitfalls, when we face dilemmas and circumstances and situations, and it wasn't nothing but the grace of God. Hallelujah. That came to my rescue. It was a grace of God that picked me up. And so this is the message, amen, that Paul's writing, amen, to the Galatian believers here. And this is the same area that he deals. Hallelujah. So you look at it, how important it is as he talks about the grace of Christ. Amen. That came unto them. Hallelujah. And you can look and see as you look again later on in that same chapter as he talks about the grace and the operation of the grace and the power. And then he goes on he talks about the gospel and how it's not to be perverted or changed. Though an angel come and an angelic host may come and preach another gospel. He said there is not another. He included himself into that list. Though I or another come, though we are another come preaching any other gospel. This is the only gospel that can bring the true grace of God. Hallelujah. To overcome sin and overcome the pitfalls. Hallelujah. Of life and the world and the darkness around us. If I'm telling you if there's ever been a generation that needs the grace of God and need the demonstration of the grace of God. We're living in it because we're headed back to the same generation of Noah. We headed back to the same times of Noah. And it was nothing but the grace of God that got Noah and his family out. It's going to be the grace of God. Amen. It's going to get us out of this wilderness. It's going to be the grace of God. It's going to make us victorious over the powers of the enemy that's warring against our soul. Telling you tonight, so as we watch this, as it really begins to unfold and we begin to see what happens and what takes place. And so when you slip over now into the second chapter, that last verse I read, 21st verse of this particular chapter. Amen. You're going to see here, beginning of that chapter, the, the debate, the argument. He talks about it even, it was 14 years ago, amen, how that, amen, that he had went to Jerusalem and with Barnabas and Titus and how that there the, the fussing and arguing over being circumcised. Titus, amen, was, was and under these terms because he was a Greek. And so we see things unfolding here. And he doesn't stop there, but he comes on down. And, and he talks about, even though, and you, you can watch him. Paul was very careful. If you go to that second verse, watch this. I went up by revelation and communicated unto them that, that gospel which I preached among the Gentiles. If you go back to Luke's writings in the book of Acts, you're going to see that Paul had made two or three trips to Jerusalem. One, amen, on his own. And he, he just conversed, amen, with Peter and James. Hallelujah. And sometimes, hallelujah, others. One time, amen, he took on offer and he went back to Jerusalem and Paul wouldn't accept it to start with too well but we understand and we realize that he spent some three years a man by just himself and all alone with God and God gave him great revelations and insight of what was going on and what was happening and how things ought to be but you can see even here where the apostle Peter had came down and had begun to eat hallelujah there was no greater way to show fellowship and companionship that whenever you sit down with your brothers and your sisters of like precious faith 
and they're accepted is when you join in with them and begin to eat with them and begin to dine with them and Peter done that and to certain ones that came down and amen and cause of his actions hallelujah he caused others amen to fall in with him even Barnabas when you go back and read it and Paul confronts him to face him hallelujah and blame Peter amen you're the one hallelujah because you're the leader you're the main guy right now you're the one amen to carry it to the Jews you're the one amen to carry it to the Samaritans you're the one amen to carry it to the Gentiles in the Acts of Tim chapter and you know and I know it wasn't by the law that got us and the experience we got we're not saved by the law but we're saved by the grace hallelujah we're saved by the grace hallelujah it's not the law that redeemed us and brought us out but now you're going to come and put on these Gentiles a heavier burden that we couldn't even bear that we couldn't accomplish hallelujah but so now you're going to bring it put it on the Gentiles and put them in that dilemma so he brought it to his attention and so as you watch all of this as it unfolds and that's where it finally leads you to the place hallelujah he said for if I build again the things which I destroy I make myself a transgression for I am through the law am dead to the law that I might believe unto God I am crucified with Christ nevertheless I live but yet not I but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me I do not frustrate the grace of God hey I'm telling you if we ever persuade our community let me ask you something how many of you believe in here that the grace of God can save every addict in our community how many of you believe that the grace of God can deliver every demonic person in our community well this grace is pretty powerful ain't it Many of you believe that the grace of God can pull you, pull all of them just bound by traditions of men, but pull them out by His grace unto this marvelous light. And why in the world would I ever want to frustrate the grace of God in my own personal life? Why in the world? Would I ever, amen, allow the devil and society around me, amen, try to persuade me that this grace cannot deliver me and set me free and make me whole. Hallelujah. I don't have to backslide. I don't have to go back into iniquity. I don't have to go back. I stumble and fall and get all dirty up. But thank God for his grace. His grace will rescue me when I can't find nothing else. Hallelujah. I can find the grace of God coming, amen, running at the reason I want to come in this house. We just sang it. That's the reason I want to be in this house. Because His grace can save me. His grace can turn me around. This grace will help me. Because if I believe that grace can do all I just named. Why in the world would I want to frustrate it? Frustrate it means to. Throw it aside. Cast it aside. And sometimes, watch this. We may not say it with this, but we say it with our actions. So would you help me? Let me preach to us tonight a little bit. (laughs) Watch this. If I've ever felt, touch God in prayer man today it's disgrace it's going to bring the revival it's going to turn this community upside down 
this grace that's going to unify this church like she's never been unified and bonded together and healing. It's this grace that's going to bring a healing to the inward part of this body of believers. Hallelujah. That's been lingering for a long, long time. Hurt and pain and frustration and bitter and frustration itself. But I'm telling you, it's this grace that's going to come and rescue us. It's this grace that's going to show up because this preacher believes in it beyond everything else. Hallelujah. You can't even get the Holy Ghost without the grace of God. You don't even know who he is without his grace. You can't live 14 seconds without the grace of God. Are you hearing me? We all made it here tonight by his grace. Just how close you come to death today. So watch this. I'm back also on the same line. One of the most important things that we can display and that we can show this community is how powerful His grace is. And so I want to talk a little bit here tonight. And one of the greatest ways that we can do that is this right here. You watch this. Luke 2, 39 and 40. This is the time of our Lord Jesus. He's not very old here few days the custom of his day and his hour he was brought to the temple he's brought there and Simeon was there and waiting on him wanting to die ready to die but the Lord told him said you're not going to die until you see the salvation he recognized when they brought him in if you read it closely you're going to understand it astounded Joseph and Mary all that was unfolding and all that was taking place. You got to notice there that after, after Simeon and what he prophesied and prayed over him and the things he said about him. And then you got one that's Anna, Anna here. There's different opinions, a man of her age and, and that. But if you read it closely, the scripture talks about 84 years. Personally, I believe she was a widow for 84 years. So that probably puts her over 100 years of age. But she had spent a man after just seven years of marriage. She spent a man for the remainder of that time hallelujah in the temple praying and fasting both day and night and now when he's brought in hallelujah she begins to talk about him and witness about him and what he's going to do but after when all that's over with this is the two verses I want to bring your attention to in Luke 2 39 and 40 and when they had performed all the things according to the law of the Lord they returned into Galilee into their own city Nazareth and the child grew and right strong in spirit and filled with wisdom and the grace of God was upon him and the grace of God was upon him hallelujah I'm telling you if Jesus Christ hallelujah God manifested in the flesh had to have the grace of God upon him how much do I need the grace of God to walk with me every day of my life to walk with me in every decision of my life to walk with me in every decision of this church and every individual of this church oh God we need your grace we need your mercy we need your presence we need your voice we need your touch in our lives it's by your grace hallelujah that we're going to win this battle so let me talk about that for just a minute amen and carry you a few scriptures to help us to understand this just a little better psalms 45 and 2 there art fairer than the children of men grace is poured into thy 
lips. Amen. Now, now you got to understand something here. This was a Psalms. And if you go back to 44, if you do any studying on it, they actually tied these two together. 44 and 45 is one. And some translation is still like that. And so as you look at this and you begin to understand hallelujah, the grace is poured into our lips. And this grace that he's talking about is talking about the hopeless, oppressed condition of Psalms 44. And 45 is written as a psalm. But yet it comes from the literal and it goes into the prophetic. Hallelujah. And that prophetic, amen, is relating to none other but the Messiah, the King of glory. Amen. That's coming and that they was looking for because this man was going to bring the grace. This man, amen, was going to bring the truth. This man was going to be the one that's going to make all the difference. This is a man that was going to restore the kingdom. This is a man that was going to come anointed. Hallelujah. Amen. And preach the acceptable year. Amen. And that year was likened until Leviticus, the 25th chapter called the year of jubilee and by this grace i don't have to wait 50 years to find my redemption i don't have to wait 50 years amen to find my redeemer i don't have to wait 50 years amen to be restored by but oh in this man called jesus and the power of his grace and his mercy i can find grace to find deliverance and i don't hey, hey, hey listen to me not just this is not just for sinners but this for calling those field people that's in the warfare against the rulers of darkness and spiritual wicked in our places So as you watch him, man, how important it is for us to understand that. And if that don't move you, go back to Psalms 42. Man, I want to preach and I may do that. Not tonight, but I ain't got enough time. But man, Psalms 42 is very powerful. It talks about where's God. Was our God? Was our God? I'm telling you, we're in a time when the world, hallelujah, people's going to ask you, where's your God at? And we're going to find his grace, and God's going to show up, amen, and he's going to manifest himself and declare his powers, amen, among us, because we're going to walk in his grace and his mercy. Proverbs talk tells us in 22 and 11, he that loveth pureness of heart, for the grace of his lips, the king shall be his friend, the grace of his lips. Put a watchman at my door, create in me a right spirit. God help me hide your word in my heart that I might not sing it against thee. Hallelujah. It all ties together. It all works together. Hallelujah. Thank God for his grace. Hallelujah. Across the lips. Amen. That can come across our lips. Isaiah 50 and 4 told us him. The Lord God had given me what? The tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Hey something about this grace and anointing of God upon our earthen vessels that we can walk into circumstances and situations and by the grace of God speak the words to the weary that they can find their way out. Don't forget the power of the tongue. Don't forget the power of the word of God. Don't forget what it'll do. And it don't just have to be an anointed preaching. It could be in a conversation out there God in some of those places. But you can put the word in the heart, the word in the spirit and give them hope. Luke 4 and 22 picks up. And all that bear him witness. And they wondered. Now remember. Luke the fourth chapter. This is the same chapter of the temptation. It's the same chapter that the devil done everything he could. He meant if I be the son of God. And Jesus tell him it is written. It is written. It's in this chapter. 
Amen. That we read about that. And then in Luke 4, amen, where he's done talked about being anointed. Where he's done talked about he pray, uh, the, uh, the acceptable year. When he's done talked about, amen, he's come to preach the gospel to the poor. He's come, amen, to set the captives free. He's come to heal those that are bruised. This is my goal. This is my purpose. This is what I'm all about. Hallelujah. But you pick up now in the 22nd chapter. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which he proceeded out of his mouth. Of the precious words that proceeded out of his mouth. I'm going to tell you something ladies and gentlemen and God help us. I want to do a better job with English and grammar and all that good stuff but God knows hallelujah God knows all of that but I'm going to tell you something just that alone won't get the job done. Hallelujah to try to impress people. Hallelujah in that form of matter but I'm going to tell you what to impress them. It's whenever you can speak the right words in the right season. I started to bring that golden apple out here. Amen because a little later on Proverbs talked about that. Hallelujah the spoken word in the right season, the right place, in the right time. Hallelujah for the circumstances and situation. And I'm telling you, if we ever need the word of God, and if we ever need, amen, to be the, be the voice of God, the mouth of God, the lips of God, and it's got to come out of lips of grace and compassion and mercy. And so they was astounded. You listen to what they say. He said unto them, he shall, he, he will surely say unto me this proverb, physician, heal thyself whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum do also here in that country and he said verily I say unto you no prophet is accepted in his own country but I tell you the truth many widows was in Israel many widows was in Israel but they didn't believe him they didn't take him at his word they didn't believe it could happen I'm going to tell you something ladies and gentlemen we got to believe it's going to happen we believe by the grace of God we can have revival we believe by the grace of God we can be victorious we believe by the grace of God we can be overcomers we believe by the grace of God he can heal us of any disease we believe and I'm not talking about just physically here I'm talking about mentally and spiritually I'm more concerned about the mental problem the spiritual problem than I am the physical problem it's his grace amen it's going to come he talked about the many widows and he talks about the leopards amen in Israel but you know what? Amen. Let me ask you something. You done, you done said amen to me now. You can't go back on your word. You done said that his grace can deliver every addict. Has anybody got something in here too big for his grace? That's the reason Paul said, I don't want to frustrate. He had battles and struggles. Remember where he'd come from, remembering what he'd done, some, some likens into those kind of things. He finally reaches a place, he calls himself the chiefest of sinners. But as a witness unto everybody else, if he says, hey, if this grace can save me, it can save you. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've been doing. There's only one thing the grace can't rescue us from. And that's blaspheming or rejecting the Spirit of God. Amen. When the Spirit comes, 
out of grace and visits us and moves upon us, even on a Wednesday night like tonight. Hallelujah, to transform us and to change us and to mold us into who and what he desires us to be. Proverbs 10 and 32 says, the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. The lips of the righteous. Hallelujah. I'm not going to read the remainder of that chapter. You have the verse. You may go write it down and go read the rest of that. I don't want no part of that second part. I don't want no part of wickedness and evilness and saying things I don't have any business saying. Proverbs 25 and 11 says, I just mentioned that the word fitly spoken is like what? Like apples of gold and pictures of silver. Fitly spoken. Well, the only way I can do that, same way as Jesus Christ, he grew in grace. He grew in, in strength. He grew in statue. He grew in all these things. Could it be that Jesus, hallelujah, even though he was God manifesting the and astounded the people at 12 years of age, but along that journey and at times, amen, it was nothing but the grace of God that kept him doing things and, 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 and responding to the circumstances or situations, hallelujah, that he wanted to, but the grace of God was, was with him and growing in him and guiding him and keeping him because God had a plan, because God had a time, because God had a season, and even Jesus flesh, amen, had to come under submission in Gethsemane saying, not my will, but thy will be done. He's simply saying, thy grace is sufficient. Hallelujah for me to bear this cross. And I'm going to look, as Brother Mary talked about the burn over place, I'm going to look beyond the cross and what it's going to bring. And because of that, I can endure the cross. Three times, Paul. Deliver me. Our grace is sufficient. It'll sustain you. It'll hold you. Hey, some of you walk in a very difficult journey right now. Down a rough road. Down a hard path. But I'm here to preach to you tonight that His grace is sufficient to sustain you and to keep you. Sometimes when you feel like you're all alone and you feel so lonely and you feel like you're just being swallowed up in darkness, this grace, amen, can come to your rescue. This grace can move in such a power and such a demonstration. This grace can heal. Hallelujah, when nothing else can heal you. This grace can touch you. Hallelujah, and get the bitterness out. Don't frustrate the grace of God. Hallelujah, if he wants to work on you tonight and work in the depths of your heart and the depths of your spirit and the way you think, it's nothing but his grace is doing this for us. Because I want to think the way he wants me to think. I will respond the way he wants me to respond. It's his grace that's leading me from day in and day out and to perfect me, perfect me and to be in the soldier. Brother, uh, Brother Andrew is going to be his grace. If I make it to the other side, it won't be the goodness of William Moore. It won't be none of those things. I can promise you, man, you work with me. You know, I'm a man just like everybody else, but it's his grace, amen, that walks with us day in and day out. Hallelujah's going to keep us. Hallelujah, in the world and at the time that we're living in, we're no match for the devil. We're no match for the spirit of iniquity. And I'm telling you, this mystery of the spirit of iniquity is bombarding this country and it's slipping into the apostolic church but it's going to be his grace that's going to raise up an apostolic church it's going to be his grace amen that pulls in this church and pulls on certain people and certain individuals with a gift and the callings of God upon your lives and by his grace perfect that in your heart your mind and your spirit to be all that he desires you to be Lips of grace. Listen to some of the things. How Jesus astounded them. How Jesus. The preacher himself. 
the filing of Ecclesiastes, the 10th, 11th verse. This is a purpose of the preacher. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words. Delightful. I'm very concerned with myself. How I deliver the word of God. To make sure we don't try to deliver it. As though we're trying to impress people. Don't get me wrong. Our lesson is going to be on it. Study to show yourself approved unto God. But God have mercy on preachers that get in some kind of competitive form. Trying to out-preach one another. We're all preaching for the same gospel. The same message. And each and every one of us has attained what we attained by His grace. We didn't earn this. We didn't even deserve it. Can't tell you how often I think about and pray, God, I don't deserve to even walk behind that pulpit. It's nothing but your grace and mercy that rides with us day in and day out. The preacher sought to find out acceptable words, and that which was written was upright, even words of truth. The words of the wise are as gourds. I know that don't sound good. Nobody likes to be gored. That's what it is. It's actually a long stick with pointed. But I'd rather be in a place with a preacher with love and with grace goads me into the truth, probes me and keeps me. It's not a time to let down on the standards. In fact, if it's anything, God, you help this preacher just to cut the bushes out of the way and make my way back to that chief cornerstone. Cut out everything, God, that's got between us and the chief cornerstone. And we get back to that chief cornerstone because this is the place we got to make the measurement from. This is the greatest example we got. And he had to have the grace of God. I've got to have it. If I'm going to survive, if I'm going to be victorious, I got to have his grace. And more important, I got to let it be manifest and flow out of me. I'm getting there. Matthew 13 and 54 says, When he, talking about Jesus, was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished. Even to the point they said, Where hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Mark 6 talks about a time, again, as they were hearing him in the synagogues. And many of them, a man, were astonished at his sayings. A man, but you know what? Some of them never got over that he was just a carpenter's son. He was not what they thought he was. <laughs> but they still couldn't get over what came across those lips. How he spoke what he had spoken. And the power and the presence and the authority that was there. There was a time in John 7 where officers were sent to 
get him and bring him unto the chief priest and to the Pharisees. And whenever they came back and they asked him, why have he not brought him back? And the officers responded and answered, never a man spake like this man. Folks, we got a responsibility. We got to be different than everybody else. Understand what I say when I'm saying that. Our lips, hallelujah, our lives, our conversation, it's got to be with grace. It's got to be with the mercy of God. It's got to be with the knowledge and the wisdom. Wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. We can't, we can't, we can't continue on railing for railing. Hallelujah, and evil for evil. Oh, no. Hallelujah, even among us, hallelujah, we got to be full of compassion. And we got to be full of grace. Because I don't believe nobody in this house wants anybody else in this house to wind up in a devil's hell and so God I need your grace hallelujah to be a hold of my lips and a hold of my tongue because I don't want to be offensive and I don't want to cause people to wind up in hell so God I pray for a grace hallelujah that will help us in the world and the time and the wilderness folks we're in a wilderness we haven't made it yet and we're fighting amen tooth and toenail but I'm telling you the grace of God is sufficient I'm telling you the grace of God was sufficient for Paul, it's going to be a sufficient for you and I. We'll give ourselves to it. If we'll humble ourselves into it. If we'll let it flow in our lives and flow in our hearts. John had, sorry, Stephen had this testimony. I won't try to be much longer. Acts 6 and 10. These, a man that had come against him. Bible says this about him. They were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. The spirit. The spirit. Where it flowed out of him. How it flowed out of him. Titus. Paul's writing to the young men there. To Titus actually, but yet telling Titus to tell the young men. Likewise, exhort to be sober-minded. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works. In doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, and sincerity. And the last one, sound speech. Sound speech, it means to be healthy. Amen, amen. That cannot be condemned. That cannot be criticized. You know, it's amazing We've all probably have been there maybe on both sides of the fence in a conversation. So much of it went so well. Then all of a sudden, just a few words destroyed everything. I want to tell you something I felt the Holy Ghost give me today. Words that even our own conversations even can be from this, this pulpit. But the prince of the air can take those words and twist them and distort them. And take them and play, place fire to them. So, so. Don't kid yourself. He's out to distract you. If he can't kill you. And watch this. If we have that shield of faith and it's just lingering just a little. If it's sagging just a little. That's all it takes. And he's going to make sure they burn. 
He's going to make sure, amen, it has its effect. Let's go back to what Paul told us. He said, we're not born against flesh and blood, but against rulers, spiritual wickedness in high places. And the prince of the air himself, Lucifer, a man that can twist and distort, make you think things that shouldn't have been there, or, or receive things. I'm sure, I'm sure all of us has been in a conversation and something was said, and, and you say, hey, what, what, what'd you say? What, that ain't what I said. That ain't what I mean. It was a thousand miles off of what they thought you were saying. We need His grace to go with us. John 1 and 14 taught us the word of what's made flesh and dwelt among us. And was what? Full of grace. God help me to be full of grace. Ephesians 3 and 8 has taught us, he said, When the least of the least of all saints is this Grace is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Paul simply telling them, I didn't earn this. It's his grace that called me. It's his grace that brought me into this place. Acts 4 and 33 talks about, talks about the apostles themselves and the great powers that the apostles had to witness of the resurrection of the Lord. But watch the latter part of that verse of Acts 4 and 33. And great grace was upon them. And great grace was upon them. Could it be that sometimes the reason we don't see the miracles and the demonstrations of the power of God and the love of God is because I need to take a check. And I'll be honest with you. I did today. God, where's my level of grace at in this temple? I just wonder where my where the, the level's at in, in me tonight. Hallelujah. The level of grace for humanity and the level of grace for this church and the level of grace for this community and the level of grace for my family and the level of grace for all of us. Hallelujah to display it and show it. Hey, I'm telling you, it's going to show. Hey, when true, true grace of God shows up, it shows up at the house. It shows up, amen, when you're riding down the road. It shows up. I tell you what's the problem with all this road rage and all this. Uh, it's a lack of grace. Hallelujah that's in our country and in our world and compassion and care and concerned about one another and don't think much of another life if it dies or lives or hurt or whatever. It's grace. This marvelous grace. How powerful it really is in this place tonight. The apostles had to have it. Jesus had to have it. And you know why Jesus, he increased with this grace. John 1 and 15 you don't hear nothing else tonight listen to this one John bear witness of him talking about Jesus and cried saying this was he of whom I spake he that cometh after me is before before me for he was before me and of his fullness have we all received and grace for grace watch this I believe everybody will witness me 100% how many of you have received the grace of God being a recipient of His grace 
As we have received it, we ought to. Watch this. The more I give, if we're not careful, because I, 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 I have a tendency, I want to cut my grace off. But whose grace am I really cutting off? And whose grace do I really need if I'm going to make it? Even the revelation of truth. Even with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I could start shutting my grace off and God starts shutting his off. And first you should know I'll buy myself in trouble. Because I can't make it without his grace. I'm telling you folks, God's talking to me. God's helping us. It's John himself. Grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. I want to carry you back to a couple of weeks ago. On a Wednesday night, we preached the message of one talent. What did we learn about that talent? What did we learn about that one that took his five? And because he was willing to exchange it and willing to work, he increased to ten. Who got the one that took it and put it in a napkin and buried it? The very one that had the most. The more grace I show, the more grace I'm going to receive. Could I also store up for my own family? That when I'm dead and gone and you put me on that ground back yonder. The sure mercies of David. Because that old boy was willing to have grace and compassion and mercy. Hallelujah. Don't, I'm telling you, I got scripture back, back it up. Hallelujah. I can't tell you how many. It's good to have you with us. I can't tell you how many, amen, found the sure mercies of David down the road that should have cost him their life. But for David's sake, amen, God showed them mercy and grace and spared their lives and spared them with judgment. Hey, I'm telling you, amen, we demonstrate the grace of Jesus Christ. It doesn't stop when we put in the ground. Amen. I tell you, every bottle, all the prayers, all the grace, all the mercy, all the command, hey, it can be poured out when I'm dead and gone. I'm willing to show that mercy. I'm willing to show that kind of compassion. And that kind of tenderness. Romans tells us a few things. And I've I'm, I'm, got about 10 minutes. For by whom? Also we have access by faith into this grace. <laughs> by faith of access into this grace. Wherein we stand and rejoice and hope of the glory of God. <laughs> Sometimes when all you can do, and Paul told us, he said, all you can do is stand, stand. What you going to stand? I'm going to stand in his grace. Amen. And I'm going to have hope in this grace. He's coming. He's going to rescue me. He's going to deliver me. He's going to set me free because I got confidence in his grace and in his abundant grace. Because he goes right on down to the same chapter, the 17th verse. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one. But much more, they which received abundance of grace. Hallelujah. And the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one called Jesus Christ. He's, we shall 
rule. Amen. That reign means we're going to rule. Hallelujah. By one called Jesus Christ. The 20th verse of the same chapter goes on and tells us, Moreover, the law entered and the offenses might abound. Hallelujah. Come on, folks. You've got to preach truth. We've got to preach this apostolic doctrine. Hallelujah. And I know there's going to be times it's going to quicken us. It's going to cut us to the core. But you know what? Hallelujah. What happens? Hallelujah. Whenever that's brought to our attention and we understand what's really happened. Hallelujah. Where sins were, where sin abounded. What happened? Grace did much more abound. It's going to be grace. Hallelujah. It's going to get me back in line. It's going to be grace. It's going to get me back in the favors. It's going to be His grace. Amen. Working on my heart and working on my life and helping me to be victorious in the world that I'm living in today. Ephesians 4 and 7 puts it this way. But to every one of us is given what? The grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. It's given to each and every one of us. A measure of His grace. Nobody has any more than others. Amen. When it's first given to you. You've got the measure, amen, of His grace. And if you'll activate and put that into action, you know what? It increases. And so God help us in Bendale, Mississippi to show the grace of God and the mercy of the Lord and the divine hand of the Lord. You can go back in Ephesians 2. Singers, Sister Moore, that song you was playing this, this afternoon. Was it that the song that this is what Jesus does? Won't you come and sing that? Because this is what Jesus does. He blesses, he heals, he shows compassion, he's full of mercy, full of grace. He's in the healing business. He can do it here on this Wednesday night. I don't have to wait till Sunday night. I don't have to wait till, you know, some special. No, every service, every time we gather, special. And you know what? Keith wants to show up and he wants to walk up and down these aisles. He wants to display and demonstrate his grace in somebody's heart tonight, somebody's soul tonight. He wants somebody to leave this house tonight. He's not bound, not, not down, not depressed, not oppressed. Go back and read that. Psalms 42, 44, and 45. And we're all that led up to. He meant the song that they said was sing. Hallelujah. That's what this grace is all about. It is not the intent of God. Hallelujah. For us to be a oppressed, oppressed, and defeated foe. No, his grace is sufficient. He meant to see me through. His grace amen to work on my and I know there's trouble times I know there's hard times I know there's going to be some difficult times I know there's some words going to be said and I know there's some spirits and, and some attitudes but you know what his grace is sufficient hallelujah bring me through every one of them and help me overcome every one of them there's no reason amen if I believe this grace can save amen to the most wicked and vile human man man that you can think of in this community then how much of that grace amen to get me unto the other side and be victorious and made a complete product of the grace of God I'm not going to frustrate the grace of God because the grace of God amen is when I hear him and the fullness of that grace is when I hear him on that day thy good and faithful servant faithful to what to his grace to his mercy to his word to his spirit to his long suffering to his willing to just keep working on me Ephesians 2 and 5 and we can stand and I'm going to close Paul's writings into the Ephesians here. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Sin for emphasis, but it's still there. By grace, you're saved. He hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Watch the next verse. That in the ages, in other words, that in the worlds to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in the kind his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved 
through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. I'm his workmanship. I'm a product of his grace upon this earth. I'm a product of his grace. We get a true revelation of this, true understanding of His grace. Regardless of how many fiery darts the enemy slings at us, I'm not saying there won't be troubled times and lonely times and desolate times and valley times. Come on, we know better. How often Paul talks about the persecutions. How often will Paul wind up in prison? How often he talks about treading the waters and one thing after another. But he understood the grace, even as he would write it in that old jailhouse. <laughs> Scars as high as I say as an inch on his back, writing about the grace. It blows our way of thinking, folks. It blows our way of living. But we can't deny the power of his grace. Each one of us is a product the grace of God more ways than one but the final result is in that moment in a twinkling of eye whether out of the grave or snatched off of this earth and in the worlds to come we become that product that vessel that he can show the world of what his grace could do through none other but Jesus Christ. What about it tonight? God bless you. Don't frustrate the grace of Jesus Christ. Let it work. Starting tonight, let it work. to that place, amen. Only you can open the windows and the doors of this grace.
why Jesus he does his grace does Jesus does and when you need someone to just hold your hand that's what Jesus does that's Everything is gonna be alright. That's what. 
when he gets to pouring out his grace. I'm telling you what, you know, tell her what's going to happen in Bendale, Mississippi. Glory, glory, glory unto the only wise God, Jesus Christ. Praise God, praise God. Thank God for this good family. God's working for them. Amen. God loves them. We love them. God's going to do some great things. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you tonight. Appreciate you so much. Your response, amen, this house on this Wednesday night to the Word of God. If you haven't made note, don't forget camp meeting. Laurel, tomorrow night, Friday at 11, Friday night. Brother Wilson will be there tomorrow night, and then 11 o'clock Friday. And then Brother Ron Tiller will be there Friday night. If you plan on going, I think it starts at 7 Fire, fresh fire starts at 7. The normal service starts at 7.30. Okay? Brother Booker will be at Leedsville tomorrow night at Brother Kicks. Anybody like to go and be a part of that? Okay? Don't forget then starting Sunday night, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, Pine, Louisiana. Amen. Brother Cox, if you'd like to go uh, Sunday through Tuesday. Uh, Monday night, Cody Marks, I believe it is, and Tuesday night, Brother Jeff Arnold. And then they got the day speakers. If you're interested, can, got the time, can go. I'm sure you'll enjoy every bit of that. Go and be a part of it, okay? Lord bless you. Love and appreciate you. Any other announcements? All right. God bless you tonight. Appreciate you. you can dismiss in the fear of the Lord. God bless you.